We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What up, world? You are tuned into episode 41 of Brunch Culture. As always, I'm your boy Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my homegirl, Miss Lisa Victoria. Brunch Culture. <laughs> what? I just wanted to do something different. What's up, world? That's what I know before, right? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to brighten my horizon. Brighten, diversifying your portfolio. That's important. Yeah. I understand. Brunch culture. That's so. That's that's the new thing now. We're gonna be like, you know, your boy Randall Keith, and I'm chilling with, and you brunch culture. culture. <laughs> I, I sound so lame. Yeah, it's okay though. It's, it's okay. all right. It's all right to be lame. But y'all know what we do. We're gonna jump into this weekend review. Um. So this first story, I actually have not commented on. I haven't made any social media posts. Haven't talked to anybody about it. I was chilling with some friends and the story came on CNN and they was like, what do you think? And I was like, yep, I don't think anything. And I specifically have just waited to talk to you guys. So if you haven't heard by now, UVA student. Mr. Martise Johnson was arrested um, this past Wednesday outside of a bar. Um, I I can't even tell you. This is just really hard because I can't even tell you why he was arrested because it's stupid and it doesn't make make sense. But here's a breach. Here's the beginning of the story. The incident started. When, when Johnson, on uh, who's 20, on Wednesday was turned away from a bar during a St. Patrick's Day celebration, um, he is under the legal drinking age, so the bar didn't let him in. The Virginia ABC agents, which, uh, which stands for Alcoholic Beverage Control, they approached him and they decided to further detain him based on uh, their observations and further questioning. So a video came out of Mr. Johnson being on the ground with a bloody head, gash and blood dripping down his face. You see like four officers on him um, trying to get him to stop moving. Martise is screaming, why are you doing this to me? Um, He's screaming that they're effing races and he's saying that I go to UVA, basically saying I'm a university student, I'm a university student, like what's going on? Um, The agent pretty much have the the they carry the rhetoric of he was belligerent he was intoxicated and he was using a fake id well it they didn't charge him for having a fake id because it turns out that he actually does have a fake he that he did have he was using his actual real id which show his real age which is why he didn't get into the club it wouldn't make sense for him to have a fake id and not be able to get into the club because he wasn't old enough like that nobody used their brain to know that 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 didn't make sense like why would you have a uh, underage fake ID? Who does that? Makes absolutely no sense. But so there was an interview, CNN, of course, this again, and I tell people all the time, social media is powerful. This wasn't a thing. Nobody wasn't talking about it. Um, but of course, once it's on social media, it becomes viral. It goes everywhere. Mainstream media listens and they have to talk about it. So CNN talks about it and they talk to one of the deans from the university who knows Martise uh pretty well and so he talks about um he basically says that you know he's an upstanding individual one of the girls who uh saw this she's a student at uva she was with her boyfriend she said that she she recognized martise from being a student leader on campus he led like orientation and if you know people that do orientation that's on like the orientation at ucf we call it the o team but people that lead the orientation committees these people have to have a certain uh 
status on campus. They have to have a certain type of personality. They have to be very personable. You know, they have to be a certain type of person because in essence, you're representing the university. So all of that, and we get this video, which is extremely hard to watch. I've watched it once and I just refuse to watch it again because it just does something to me. It frustrates the hell out of me, literally, that this guy is on the ground. When they took him down, he hit, he apparently gashed his head on the brick uh, sidewalk. Blood is pouring down his face. The officer sees that and tells him to stop fighting as if he's an animal, as if he is not. This is not a human being. This is not a kid that you're dealing with. It pisses me off. But the one thing that pisses me off about the story even more is people have said in the past with Mike Brown, with Trayvon Martin, even with Eric Garner, um, we have these ignorant idiots that make these comments that these individuals aren't upstanding individuals. So Mike Brown just stole from a convenience store, allegedly. So, you know, that's why the police, he, he, he represents this certain type of person. So that's why the police responded that way to him. Trayvon Martin was resisting and was fighting back. So that's why that happened to him. Eric Garner has a prior history of uh, selling illegal cigarettes. So that's why the police responded to him that way. Well, in this story, we have a university student who's on the on. He's in the honors. He's he's an honor student. He leads the orientation team. He is known as a leader on campus and throughout the community. He's on the ground with a bloody face. What's the story for that? Right. Like, what do you how do you justify that? Do you say that? Oh, well, he has a he has a flawed past. This individual has a great past. He's an upstanding citizen. He's playing the, if you will, the the relatability, the respectability politics that he's supposed to play when it comes to police officers and when it comes to people outside of the black community. And still yet he finds himself on the ground being treated like an animal. Blood is gushing from his face. At no point in time do they say, hey, look, we need to call the paramedics. Let's both of us stop. One person hold him down. One person sit there and I'm going to go get something to help this kid because this kid is bleeding. He could potentially bleed to death. There's a like he can lose his life. Nobody cares about that. But then we have these dumb people that sit up here and say that we have to, as black people, play the respectability politics. You got to make sure that you're playing the game right and you got to make sure that you don't have a flawed past so that you won't be treated that way. It matters nothing how how degrees you are, how well you're dressed, how proper you speak, the way that you look and present yourself as as them. At the end of the day, your skin is dark, so I'm still going to see you as somewhat of a threat. People even said on, on CNN, which further pissed me off, was on CNN, the story became, well, people in that area have this notion that students that attend UVA are students of privilege. So... Maybe they thought that him, his response to them or him not respecting him, it was less to do with his race and more to do with the fact that they thought he was a privileged student. Well, check this. Let me tell you how stupid that is. This individual is 20, right? You are in a college town. You're at a bar that's across the road or not too far from the university. You mean to tell me this is the first time you've dealt with somebody that's underage, that's trying to drink, even if he was, quote unquote, intoxicated, which people say that he was like the the, the ABC agent said that he was intoxicated, which it, it's coming out that, you know, there was a blood alcohol test that was done and he wasn't intoxicated. He may have had drinks, but he wasn't intoxicated. He passed the test. But even if that's the case, you've never dealt with a 20 year old drunk. You've never dealt with the college students that's drinking underage. Nobody knows what this is. You are alcohol beverage control. This is your specialty. This is what you specialize in. You mean to tell me that you don't know the better way to take care of and handle this situation? without making somebody be injured and blood's gushing from their face like on no front does this make sense and it just the story in itself pisses me off because 
you have people that think and particularly and maybe I'm wrong from thinking this, but even it pisses me off even more when I hear black people say that, well, this person doesn't have an upstanding background. So what's your response to this case? Right. Because he does have an upstanding background. Your background doesn't matter. So when we sit around and we say that, oh, well, you got to respect them and you got to play the game. I get it. Respect the police so that you don't lose your life, hopefully. But at the end of the day, we have to fight a system that says that you're different and people that look at you as different simply because of your skin color nobody's pulling out his resume right nobody's checking for what he did yesterday what community service project he is he's a part of a fraternity nobody's checking that the only thing that people are doing is looking at the fact that he's underage and he's a black man so he must be in the wrong and so you go in like i just this whole thing it sends me through the roof because it's like in us trying to move and to advocate to get people to understand that there are things that as black people and as black men that we have to deal with we have to try to filter through that is just completely unfair as opposed to people realizing that people want to tell us that oh well, you're not doing this this way and you got to do this the right way and you got to do this this way and oh make sure that you're perfect you can't make a mistake meanwhile we have our counterparts of other races that can make a thousand and 10 mistakes and guess what their life is still good i just (sighs) i get so frustrated and it hits home again because this is this is the argument that i that i have I, i remember talking to a cousin of mine and telling him that we are we are one and the same just because i have a college degree that doesn't make me any better than you because honestly if i stand next to you with your with your dreads and your baggy pants and your your ebonics or whatever you want to say if i stand next to you somebody doesn't care right nobody is saying like oh well you know randall speaks a little more properly so let's give him a hand no nobody cares about that crap at the end of the day we connect it if i'm if i'm out with you i'm coupled with you we are one and the same so because people on the outside have that mentality us on the inside have to employ that same mentality and understand look you're different from me you're not better i'm I'm not better than you you're not better than me you're different from me just like i would advocate for myself and my own rights i'm going to advocate for you and your own rights and i'm going to look at every situation and understand that hey check this you there's a struggle that we can relate to it may be in different forms and different arenas but it's still same still and yet the same the same struggle and so with this whole entire story i just immediately get upset with the black people that just don't seem to get it and with and and and, i mean people in general that don't get it but more so because i've heard people that i consider friends say this about people not being well this person's not an upstanding individual if you put yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time bad things happen that is grade a bs and i promise you the next time somebody says that i'm probably gonna slap fire from them because i just i I can't i can't take it (sighs) so (laughs) i just yeah, take the reins, Lisa. I, I, ugh. It is tough, um, this whole experience, I think, with um, seeing that it's just like, it's so sad because like you were saying, this is a guy who is doing the right things. He's going to school. And I think it's frustrating when you're doing the right things and these types of things happen to you. Um, you're not committing a crime and you're still vilified. Um, It's heartbreaking, especially for, I know, his parents, especially, to know I sent my son to UVA um, and he's doing the right things and this happens to him. He's exactly in a quote unquote safe space. Exactly. Enduring this kind of hardship. So I, I just think that's really difficult for them Um, and, and him as well. I think that's, that's something that I couldn't imagine going through and having that experience. And I know from past, from his past tweets that he was already a social advocate. And so for this to happen, it's just like, wow, I just was talking about this and now it's happening to me. I can't imagine how that feels. So 
my thoughts and prayers go out to him and this is should just even more raise our consciousness as African Americans to get involved in social justice and to be advocates because it could be your brother it could be your cousin it could be your church member because I uh, those same (laughs) very people sit up here and tell me that oh it's wrong for you to be out there protesting and you shouldn't be out there because what would Jesus do you gotta pray for those people check miss me with all this like honestly with this whole I can't use my voice I can't advocate for change I can't acknowledge the fact that racism exists in my in our world I don't even want to say in my community that exists in our country because you're telling me that oh well you're spewing hate when you no 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 I don't hate anybody but what I am doing is I'm advocating for justice and for what's right so don't sit up here and tell me that oh I need to go behind my church pew and just sit up there and just say oh well Jesus just fix everything and meanwhile the black people are out there getting killed and I'm not saying I'm not telling the pe- the police officers that's killing them. Oh, well, you need to go and you need to pray too, and you need to stop killing people. I'm not telling them that, but you want to tell black people on the back end that like, oh, pray and you need to make sure that Jesus, you, you you're not hating those people. I never said I hated anybody, but what I'm gonna do is get out here, use my voice to advocate for the ju- the same justice that somebody else is gonna get. Somebody that looks like me needs to get that same justice. So miss me with all that BS too. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. I just yo I'm this this and I think it's because I I held this in for yo all week like he saved it for y'all at brunch call he saved this his gift to y'all it's y'all birthday (laughs) I held it in because I realized too like once for me once I filtered through certain things in the in in for the sake of not holding on to it and becoming bitter once I get it out and once I filter through it, like, you know, I'm trying to be more calm about it and approach it in a different way. And I'm still calm about it. Like, I'm not again, I'm not like trying to go and be like, oh, let's revolutionize and take over. That. Like, I'm not doing that. But it just really frustrates me when people take a position that is immediately putting the victim or the black community at fault or immediately putting the victim or the black community as we are the ones that have to do something different in order to get a different result. This case shows you that no matter what we do, we're still subject to the same treatment as someone that stole candy from a store. You know what I'm saying? Like there is no, there is no metric to say that, Oh, to guarantee me immunity from these types of situations because I have a degree. This individual is in college. He's in a college town. Like the, the, the police force and law enforcement in that area, particularly because you're in a college town, you should have a different type of training that lets you know how to deal with these people because these are these are kids. These are students, right? Like they have some bit of freedom, but for the most part, they're still learning who they are and learning themselves. So you have to treat them differently. And still this young man, my frat brother, was treated like an animal. I'm bleeding and you telling me to stop fighting? Bruh, it, fix my wound. I end up having to get 10 stitches as a result of this. And y'all sitting me, I'm on the ground and y'all like holding me down, telling me to stop fighting. Like I'm a dang on like animal or dog that you finna put to sleep. Like it's just, it's, it's insane. yo. It is insane. Well, on a lighter note, um, a lighter note, let's, let's, let's go to lighter. The much anticipated empire finale was this past Wednesday. Um, I'm not really a empire watcher like my co-host, but I have caught the last two episodes and, um, yeah, it was interesting. I, because I didn't see the whole thing. I, some parts, I don't know what's going on. And then Randall explained to me that it it does kind of move fast. I was disturbed though, about the love scene. Um, not because homosexual love scenes are not all over uh, TV already with scandal, how to get away with murder. But what was more disturbing was the church music behind it that really threw me off. Um, I was just like, what? And then uh, the dude battle rapping 
and singing, I just it was he came up in there like Eminem on Eight Mile, <laughs> Bruh, I thought he was really gonna come with it. I was like, he gonna rap, and then it's just gonna like he started singing Fred Hammond, No Weapon. <laughs> And it just really showed like that Lee Daniels is really trying to uh, infuse this whole social um, agenda, especially with sexuality, into Empire. We already knew it, but I think it was just way more prevalent when that gospel music started playing behind it. I was just like, this is inappropriate. And this doesn't match. Yeah. It doesn't match. I just it was, don't understand. It was, was a little weird. It, it was a little weird for me as well. It, just from the standpoint of like, I didn't get the two and maybe, you know, maybe you guys can clarify that for us. I just didn't get why, because it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that happened during the murder scene as well. Um, they were all kind of infused together. The, 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 the murder and Jennifer Hudson singing in the sex scene, like they were all kind of collaborating, like happening at the same time. But if the lyrics of the gospel song at some point even kind of tied to it, it would make sense. I just didn't get I, I didn't really get where they were going with that. Um, maybe. I, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I didn't I, it didn't really make sense to me. But the, my, my one critique with Empire, though, is just kind of like it moves it's kind of all over the place um i look don't get me wrong like I, I think it's a great show i'm all for you know people I, i'm i like scripted television i love it i think it's great arc depicts life i think that you know a lot of the things that people take issues with um with the show are things that happen in real life i think that's an actual part of our society i think that for a lot of people and a lot of the scenarios and the situations, people don't people don't get to see that. People don't even acknowledge that that exists. There is, and I always say this, but there's not a lot of context for certain people. Um, uh, for Jamal Lyons' character, there's not a lot of context for uh, the homosexual male that is struggling with his relationship with his dad. That people don't talk about that, that existed. People don't talk about Cookie Lyons' character being a convicted felon, being somebody that's considered urban hood ghetto, if you will, but is still on top of her game, still is extremely smart, still is ex extremely business-minded and can run a business herself. People don't talk about that. There's not a lot of of uh, a, a lot of people that are depicting that being a reality and that actually is a reality, right? So if nothing else, it gets the conversation started. And so I'm all for us doing things that are going to get people to talk. And that's not saying that, you know, a person has to agree or disagree with anything, but it's saying that you at least have to acknowledge the fact that something exists and start talking up about a way to work with it, to deal with it, to live with it. That's what I'm, I'm for doing. But Empire... This season, I think maybe it's because it's a pilot season, but it kind of like jumps all over the place, right? Like one minute last season, I mean, not last season, last episode, everybody was kind of good, yeah, you know. They ended up singing. I was just like, man, they're a happy family again. Like they were kind of good. Now, this episode, everybody's just so against Lucius and hates them. And for me, it's kind of like, well, guys, like, can we just develop these relationships more like you know take me on this journey like i i'm all for you know us being socially conscious and things like that like that's good but take me on a bit of a journey that kind of you know makes sense, makes sense. does it in a way that i can follow along and i'll give one of my friends she actually mentioned that um she was like well if i compare this to like a uh, scandal and i'm like well you can't really compare like yeah because it's not like a scandal is kind of a, a it's circling events. It's not like chronicling their day-to-day -day life. I feel like Empire is more you need their day-to-day -to, -day to know how this is unfolding. Right, but but I think I think even with that though, Scandal does a great job with developing the the feelings, developing the emotions and the characters. Even with like the Olivia and Fitz thing, right? Like you understand when they're in a space of not liking each other or not trying to deal with each other and then when they're in the space of dealing with each other like you get it you you're really on this journey it's not like one minute day together and then like five seconds later she like oh my gosh i hate him she's struggling with you know what i'm saying like you see the struggle of i like you but then i don't like you i like you but i don't want it like 
I feel like the writers on that show do a better job at developing it. And, you know, I just hope for season two of Empire that they do a lot better job of developing the situations and the characters. But I'm all for Empire. I think it's a great show. You know, I mean, I the my favorite scene, of course, was uh, when Cookie told uh, what's what's her name? Kitty, Boo Boo Kitty. Tell me one reason I shouldn't throw this drink in your B.A. face. Yo, when she she took the drink, she did like the one-two combo. Woo, Threw it with that right hook. Yo, I was I was out. That was I was all over it. Like <laughs> that that was the scene that I kept people kept put people put it on Instagram and probably for the rest of the night. I just kept going back and rewatching it and just laughing because it reminds me of so many people in my family. I ain't gonna call people out, but I got some family members that remind me of Boo Boo, um, not Boo Boo Kitty, but uh, Cookie. And uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna leave that there. I just. <laughs> yeah. But we want to move into our main topic today. <laughs> Today's main topic comes from the hit maker, Mawo. Drake. Um, as y'all know, I've been running through the six with my woe. Um, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, no. Um, it's no new friends. Well, kinda. Um, as you know, Drake had the hit song. Well, it was actually he was actually featured on DJ Khaled's song, No New Friends. Um, and it's like, no new friends, no, no. New. Where your real friends at? I'm still down with my day one. Um, I didn't have to say all that, but I just wanted to because I like Drake. Anyways, um, <laughs> but no new friends. We know as young professionals that you're going in grad school, undergrad, you pick up friends in your young professional career, you pick up friends. And the tendency sometimes when you get new friends is to forsake the old friends in some cases but we want to come on preacher for thing and say hey still stay loyal still stay down with your day ones your old friends while embracing the new at the same time i know it's hard but stay loyal to the people who were with you when you weren't who you are or who you're becoming because those are the people who's who usually ride or die with you now some people can't grow with you because they get jealous or whatnot but people usually people that really love you are gonna stay down with you right people that know you at your peak they're good they know who you are who you become and they know your success but they don't know when you were nothing exactly um and i think that's an important lesson for us to learn hey don't forsake your day ones don't leave them stay loyal but at the same time, you know, you have to have new relationships to grow. That's just a part of your development. But still stay loyal to the people who love you and were down for you no matter what. Right. It's, I think the, the, the biggest the whole thing is like understanding the value in those people that were there before. And I think you said that it's hard, but I don't think it's hard to do that. Right. I think that if you're a person that is fully realized in the sense that you know who you are and you comfortable with yourself, like, you know, your potential, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, and you, you value the people that are around you. I don't think it's really hard to stay, you know, true and loyal to those people there. It actually is something that you probably should want to do because I mean, legit for me, it's nothing like knowing my friends that I was an undergrad with and, you know, we, we used to hang out, have a good time or just do absolutely nothing and just kind of be bums and procrastinate together or study together all the time. When I get around those people, there is like a certain excitement or fire that I kind of get. Like I'm eager to be around them because I'm kind of like, yeah, you know. Me in this new space, I make some great relationships, some great friends, and those people are awesome. 
but you guys knew me like when I was trying to get here, right? You knew me when I was trying to like find my space here. And then you're also developed in your own way, right? So you, you, you've found your career path and you're doing some great things. You got married, children and, 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 and medical school and graduate school and PhD programs. Like you, you travel in the world. Like I have friends in all other areas. So you've realized and developed yourself as well. So like it just makes sense for us to mesh because it's like we were a part of this journey together and you can keep me grounded. And I think what happens with a lot of people, uh, young professionals, as we start to get more success and attain more success, we start to notice that the people that we're hanging around are different. And there's a difference between like these new people and our old friends. And I think you tend to discredit you know, where your old friends, their positions in life and like what good they brought to you, the value of them being able to tell you, yo, yo, ish thing. Like all these people around you telling you that they, yo, ish don't stink. Well, that's great because they don't really know, but I know your ish, right? I smelt it and I saw it and it still stank. So like at the end of the day, while all these people telling you, yay, you're so great. Wonderful. Okay, cool. I still think you're great. You know, I, 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 I will always tell you that you're great, but your ish thing, just like my ish thing. So like, if you need to know that, I'll be the first to tell you. <laughs> it's so funny think- cause I was, um, my, my best friend from high school, um, uh, we kind of like drifted apart in undergrad and grad school, but we're like really getting back close now. Mm-hmm. And the other day we were at, um, church, right? Cause she goes to the same church I did. And, um, I had got in my car and I wasn't even thinking and I was going to pull off. And she was like, Negro, you so selfish. And I was like, what, what did I do? And she was like, you ain't even wait to see my, me and my child got in my car. And I was like, um, my bad. And it was just so funny. Cause it was like, Oh, okay. Like sh- she don't care. Like what I've accomplished. Yeah. She's like, Negro, you selfish. <laughs> Wait till I get me and my son get in this car exactly. before you drive off. And I was like, oh, and I was like, and I appreciated that. Though. Yeah. Yo I, yo, I always tell people my little sister is the best. I love my little sister to life, but she'll be the first to tell you, oh, that's I mean, that's great. You know, my brother does this. And I mean, people were like, oh, your brother's so successful. Yeah, he got pictures with the first lady, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, that's great. OK, um, you finna come over here and do this for me? Like, I at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like you. <laughs> hey, go get out my way. You. I'm tired of you talking. Like, she'll be the first to tell me, brother, sometimes you talk too much. Sometimes I don't want to hear what you got to say. Like, as everybody be like, no, I want to hear your opinion, your thoughts. Like, give me your insight. You so smart. And she be like, yeah, my brother's smart. But sometimes you need to shut up. <laughs> I'm like, I respect that because that's real, right? Like, that's the person that's going to keep you sharp. That's the person that's going to tell you, like, when something that you do is good and when something that you do is bad. And you know, it's like a real legit perspective that you can really trust in and you can depend on. And I think that those are the people that's really going to ride for you. Right. Because I think we, we see it all the time and I'm a person, I grew up following a lot of celebrities and admiring a lot of celebrities. So I studied them and studied, you know, what they did and, 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 and their, their teams and their circles. And you find that those celebrities that make it and that are around and that have like you know great success on on a on the talent front as well as in a business front they usually keep family members around right like they usually have a team of family members of people that were grinding with them that they kept in that space and they respect those people and those people respect them right so i think you know, if you look at, um, I think that probably the best example of our time would be a Beyonce, right? So her dad and her mom and her cousins and all of these people were family and all of those people still play some sort of a role in where she is today, right? And the people that she keeps in her camp and her team now are people that started when she was like in Destiny's Child days and like now those people are still here and 
she they're still like moving because there's a sense of loyalty that they've shown and they've proven themselves and she looks at those people as you're the you're my celebrity you're my hero like while the world says like oh you know she's the queen and she can do whatever she wants and she can like be rude and curse people out and her thing is nah like i can't do that because i need these people um my female best friend is like diehard beyonce she said one time uh, she was telling me one time that she was saying that she, she did like an Beyonce was doing like a, a behind the scenes interview or something like that. And somebody was saying, maybe you realize that the only person that you need in life is yourself. And she was like, that's not true. That's a lie. I don't need me. I need people. I need like my if it wasn't for you, my hair wouldn't get done. If it wasn't for you, my makeup wouldn't get done. If it wasn't for this person, I wouldn't have no dance moves like you realize that you need people in your life and those people that are going to be there that are almost guaranteed to be there, the people that kind of started with you, right? So they were grinding when you was grinding. They were there before. And I think that's the thing that we got to re- we gotta remember. Like, yo, you can't... It's great to get new friends. And I think, again, there's value in new friendships. But, like, those people that rock with you when you had $5 in your bank account and y'all was trying to figure out how y'all was going to make the movie and dinner. <laughs> y'all, one person... High school, look, like- it's so crazy because I'm I'm starting to value it's so like I think when you start feeling yourself you think you don't need certain people yeah. you, know, you go through phases and um whack huh whack yeah it's it's crazy where you like man I, I've outgrown them and then you just realize like no I didn't outgrow them like I I will like you can't like the times that me and my best friend from high school had like those were great times yeah and those were moments that she wrote with me that nobody else was riding with me like that was my dog you know what i'm saying so i can't like it's like now that we're like you know back cool it's like oh man like i need you like you know i want you at everything that i have you know yeah I want you to ride with me because you rode with me when nobody else was. And I, I appreciate that. And I can't, I can't forget that. You know what I'm saying? I would be, it would be stupid of me to forget that. Exactly. And, um, I think that that's a, that's something that young professionals like don't feel yourself. Don't get to that place where you're like, man, I don't need them. I outgrew them. I, we, we on different paths. Okay. True. Y'all life may be going in different directions, but, you know, unless they trying to kill somebody or something. I mean, I don't see why y'all can't. Let's right. be doing something illegal. You need those people to remind you and ground you and remind you and say, hey, like, it's good what you're doing. I respect everything you're doing. But hey, like, I'm not impressed by you. Exactly. I think you're great. I motivate you. I push you. But what you do don't impress me. And like when we talk, let's just be regular. Let's talk about the fact that like we're people. And I think that's the beauty of my circle is like I was just helping one of my homegirls move the other day and we was just talking and I mentioned something that I want to do. She was like, oh, okay, that's good. And then she was like, you going to move that box though? (laughs) (laughs) That's real nice. This box doesn't need to be moved, so... You gonna pack that stuff in there? Because we gotta move this. I'm about to have a child. She about to have a kid, so we had to move her stuff. But it's good, because she's like, she's like, oh, okay, well, um, yeah. You know, it's just like people keeping it real with you, and I think that's... When people are not impressed by you, those are the best people to have in your circle, because they're gonna keep it real. And I, I saw the Kevin Hart interview on Breakfast Club, and they was like, Kevin, what keeps you humble? You know, you have a reputation around the industry for being humble. And he was just like, honestly, my friends, like I have the same friends from when I didn't have anything. And I yeah. got new celebrity friends, but my close friends are my circle who who were with me and rocking with me when I didn't have anything. He and dropped his keep- wife, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just bought her Escalade though the other day. It was all oh, TMZ. He bought her new Escalade. She was happy. She was posing by it. But uh, one thing I can give him, give him, he's never. He said he never. They've never heard him disrespect his wife. 
um, because he said that's the mother of his kids. And even though she attacks him sometimes, he will never publicly attack her in that way. And I, I was like, that's respect. He was like, that's the mother of my kids at the end of the day. I respect that. He still say she. I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not in their business. I'm talking about his friends, though. I don't know about because I can't talk about his marriage. I don't know enough about it. But on his interview, he was just like, I keep. He was like, all this, all of this could be going tomorrow. He was like, yeah. Hollywood, you hot one day, you not hot. And I think that's important to know. Like, you may be successful today, but you might not be successful tomorrow. Success is like, you can have 15 minutes. You know, you can have an hour. You gonna peak when you peak and you start to go on that decline. You need the people who loved you before you were peaked. You right. need those people around you. And um, he was like, I have people around me to keep me grounded and say, Hey, you know, you can't do this. This is stupid. Like <laughs> he was like, and one thing I remember, he was like, Whoever you treat bad, you gonna see again. Yep. So never treat people bad. He was like, Treat people good. And he was like, I'm blessed. I keep my squad around me. And we rock with each other. And I appreciate that. His like best friend is from for since he was young. It's his like right hand man. And I respect that. Look at Oprah and Gail. They've been down since day one. People try to say they got more. I don't know. I don't know. I know they seem pretty loyal to each other. I can't speak to what they do extra. Yeah, man, I don't think I don't think them ladies got nothing else going. I think legit, like that's, and I think it's so funny though because I feel like people say that jump because they don't know what it is to have a real friendship. But I think the one thing I I think that makes them work so well though is that like they both legit are securing who they are. They're securing their lanes. Ain't nobody trying to vie to be the other person. People always be like, oh well, yo, Gail has a successful career on her own. If you compare her to Oprah, you'd be like, oh, she's not as successful as Oprah. But you would say that based on the amount of money that Oprah has, right? And Oprah will be the first to tell you, like, yo, this money at the end of the day is good, but it don't mean nothing. I think uh, that's one thing from Jay-Z. I've always, like, I always just appreciated the fact that he acknowledges the fact that, yo, Money's important. I would be I would be lying if I told you like, yo, it's not important, but it's not more important than your happiness. It's not more important than your relationships. Fame is not more important than uh your your relationships, than your friendships, than your 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 wife, than your children. Like those things fame and money come second to those things on any day because that's what's gonna actually keep you happy when the stuff isn't around. And uh, another thing I think that we as we talk about valuing your old friends, I think it's important that we acknowledge the fact that you need to be making new friendships, right? Like, if you're sitting around here just saying, if you're one of those people like, oh, well, I don't need no new friends. I'm just going to keep, you know, my day ones and I ain't going nowhere. Well, that ain't the best position to have either. Because uh, what if your day ones stop going anywhere, right? What if your day ones are not, they don't aspire to do the things that you're doing. So if you want to be in... <clears throat> the entertainment business and your best friends are in the medical field. They ain't doing nothing for you, right? They really can't do anything for you. You need to be around making connections with new people in different areas, making those friendships. And perhaps, you know, you can add some people to the team of loyals, but it's still important that you get out there and meet some new friends and make, you know, connect with new people. That's, 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 that's a must. You have to keep doing that. But you also, you know what I'm saying? It's just really finding that balance. And I think one of the, 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 greatest like benefits it's kind of when you and your old friends are going through similar things at the same time that just helps right like so me and two of my really good friends we started one started school and another one started a new job when i did like my transition uh to the dmv so it was it's real we're all kind of going through the same things similarly on some front we're, we're all meeting new people we're in a new circle um, we're in, we're in new new companies, new businesses, new ventures. So we we have stories to share with each other, right? Like, and even in that, my one friend that kind of was doing like the same thing, like he was kind of in the same situation because he was set in his career. When I talk to him, he's so secure in who he is that he can be happy for me, right? He can share with me and be like, "Yo, I'm glad you're doing good." Like. You you really doing good. Call me and tell me more. When can I come and be a part of that? Like, when can I celebrate with you? Let me celebrate you. Like, let me hype you up because 
this is your moment. I'm so sure and secure in who I am that like I can literally just share with you in that moment. And it's not like a, a, a tit for tat back and forth. And I think that helps relationships happen. Right. That's it's easier for you to manage when you got somebody that, you know, is supporting you and rocking with you, like no matter what their situation is. And even when their situation don't seem to be like on what your situation is, you know, like it's just that's what helped friendship. So I think that like as we as we learn to manage, as we are managing, just be mindful of like what position we take, what role we take, know who we are. And like, yeah, friendships first. Yes, because your relationships matter and you don't want to die alone. And you like don't want to have al- a better, bad reputation. Like albums and black lives, friendships matter. They Damn. Do. Oh, oh, well, that's it. That was stole, stolen from Prince, though. He said that on what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> that's how it sounds, Lisa. I don't know. I hope it don't sound like my voice is terrible, so I hope it don't sound like that. <laughs> so let us know, y'all. Uh, chop it up with us on social media. Chat, hashtag chat BC. What do you think about this whole no new friends? Um, do you keep, are you still down with your day ones or you just got a day two? You got day two, day three, day four. I just, me, I feel like if you can't, I don't know. This whole, I had to leave my squad for a new squad. I get it sometimes, but I'm, I have some of the same friends I had since, like, one friend I had since sec- second grade. Like, yeah. we still, like, communicate on a weekly basis. Um, I just, when I'm your friend, I roll with you and I try to be consistent in people's lives. I try to keep up with them, but I'm, I, I don't know. Everybody ain't like that. Cause everybody ain't like that. Yeah. So now it's about time for our random topic. So this week's random topic comes straight from China. Um, you ignorant. This is where it comes from. <laughs> made yeah, in I China, said, huh? You ignorant, yo. I didn't no. Say no. Made in China. I said straight from China. Made it. <laughs> See, look at you. I'm gonna, y'all. I'm just trying to read this story. Listen, I'm gonna read it. A Chinese man who has been embroiled in a three-way tug of love, <laughs> tug of love, between his current and ex-girlfriends, was forced to choose between two women. When they both jumped in the river and demanded that they save them. Woo. That's his name. Woos. Woo. I can't read that last name. He's 21. Had broken up with his long-term girlfriend, June. June Tang. She's 20. After meeting his new love, Wrong. 22. (laughs) Wait. His new new love name is Wrong? Yeah. I can't. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to judge that man. Their name's different. Go ahead. Go ahead. But June had taken the split badly and over the following three months engaged in a campaign of harassment in an effort to make her both leave his new girlfriend. I don't know harassment is going to make him leave her, but whatever. But June forced the issue, throwing herself in in the river and wrong rapidly i mean quickly followed suit the incident echoed a common chinese custom that revolves around men at being asked who they would rescue if their mother and their lover both jumped in the river it was no mama there Wu said i was sick of being nagged by the both of them this man trying to put his foot down wong was moaning about june june was moaning about her it all got to be too much for this young man the police spokesman said the girls began arguing and the ex, the man's ex-girlfriend felt insulted by the comment made by the new girlfriend and she jumped into the river calling for her former lover to save her, the new girlfriend, fearing that he might indeed jump in to save his ex-lover, then jump in as well. And both of them within the calling, within calling for him rest, rest calling to him to rescue them from drowning. Wu settled on the matter by jumping in the water to save his current girlfriend, ringing his brother to ask for help and pulling out the ex. Um, yeah. She called June, who was stuck, 
in the way in mud because the mud the river was muddy calmly rang a friend at this point to tell her she was stuck in the river then the friend rang emergency services so she called her friend she said no new friends y'all she called her day one <laughs> yo I, rescuers were forced to tie a rope around june and haul her out of the mud um the other his present girlfriend she had to be treated for minor injuries because she hit a boat <laughs> and she jumped into the river. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Y'all don't do. Y'all gotta stop. Go ahead, Randall. Tell, I don't know. I just I was lost. I think this is an article that people just gonna have to read because I don't know who June is no more. Who wrong is? Who right? June, who June left? Is the ex girlfriend. We need to call is the new. I, 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 the whole thing just confused me. The, you know, no offense to nobody's culture, but I, I just don't know what these names are. I don't know what these people's names is. And people be talking about black folks. Like, you know, I can follow Boonquisha and Shaquita. I can't follow, like, wrong, right, left, right. I don't know what y'all talking about. This is that you, to prove a point, you got to jump in the river and drown. Then the new girlfriend going to jump. Why y'all, y'all could have there has to be a better way for us to settle this. That's all I'm saying. Like, can we talk about it? Can we just write a letter? Can well, we like? At least he called his brother to save the other girl. Uh, he cared about her. He just knew that if he wanted a relationship with the other one, he had to let go. I I don't know. Y'all don't do this at home. Don't do this nowhere. At home, <laughs> at the grocery store, on vacation. If you gotta like risk your life by jumping into like a river or a lake of mud or whatever they were in to see if somebody love you, you have some deeper issues that we might need to get you to like a therapist or something because this ain't right. Like that's not the way to make somebody confess. They I'm gonna put myself in in harm's way to see if you save me, knowing that you with somebody else and that somebody else is here. Like. My odds of really getting saved by you were probably negative five. And yeah, I still did it anyway. That's a problem. This this reminds me of Project Pat. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't <laughs> save her. I want to be saved. Y'all remember that? <laughs> Anyways, it's top five quarter today. Randall, what's our quarter today? <laughs> <laughs> so today's quote is, in bad times, we find out who our friends are. In good times, we f- our friends find out who we are. And that quote comes from our very own Miss Lisa Victoria. That's, great, that's great. how I live, y'all. Great, yeah. You know, in bad times, you find out, you know, who really riding with you. But on the flip side, when people become who they want to be, hey. you find out who they are. Yeah. And, you know, you, if you ever want to see who people are, give them success. They're going to tear it out the frame and become a whole new person. And then, you know, but they always realize the same people that they screw on the way up, they have to walk past on their way down. So don't be mad, yo. It'll happen. What they, what's, what's her name? Karma? Everybody know Karma. <laughs> I was going to say what she was, but I ain't going to, you know. <laughs> but, I don't believe in karma, but I believe in Galatians 5. Whatsoever come, a man soweth, come on. actually come on. also hey. reap. Whoa, hey. that's Bible. <laughs> A.K.A. karma. <laughs> come on, karma. I'm going to be right. Anyways. Come on, karma. <laughs> nah. <laughs> But we thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh, make sure you interact with us with using the hashtag ChatBC on all your social media sites. Check out our website at www.brunchculturebc.com. Follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. Yo, keep uh, sending us out your reviews on iTunes, letting us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you guys. We want to interact with you guys. And if you want to hear us discuss something on Brunch Co- Culture, Email us. Let us know what you're thinking. And, and uh, before before we end, I just I quoted that scripture wrong. It wasn't Galatians five. It was Galatians six. Oh. I don't like to give wrong information about the word. Um, That's why I told you to just say karma, because damn, these people don't they don't be reading their Bible. You gotta say. It. <laughs>
other plan, y'all. <laughs> but remember here at Brush Culture, everything is up for discussion.